Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning. It is time to get up with Dak Prescott and the Cowboys who are in Nashville for a Thursday night game tonight. We'll tell you why Tennessee has a titanic hole to fill. And remember when the Packers were done and had no shot at the playoffs? We'll tell you how Aaron Rodgers has willed them back into the postseason picture. And the Ohio State Buckeyes might have been the last team in the college football playoff, but they are more than capable of winning it all. Welcome to Get Up on this Thursday. I am Dan We've got a full house. Hasselbeck, Kmart. Damian Woody, we are going to talk a lot of football, maybe a little Mike White, but we start with the performance of the night, and it is Zion Williamson and the Pelicans hosting the Timberwolves Wednesday. Really, it's the Pelicans, but this highlight is all Zion Williamson. Early in the third quarter, Pelicans down six. Dunks on Rudy Gobert. Oh, don't dunk. Take this like a man. Mm, In your face. Zion had 29 points in the first three quarters. Pelicans still trailed, though. Fourth quarter, Pelicans down 112-107. Williamson, they leave him open for three. Is this a good idea, Bart? Flash. It is not a good idea. Pelicans down two, under two minutes to go. Same score. Williamson going to drive and spin. A whole bag of tricks here for Zion in this one. Five quick points. Pelicans tie the game. Next Pelicans possession, down two again. Guess who? NBA Jam, he's on fire. He is on fire, doing everything he can for the Pelicans. Under a minute to go, Pelicans trail by two again. Williamson with the lay-in. Rudy, get off me. Where's the hell? Nothing they could do about it. Next possession, guess who? 360, I'm off. Oh, man. It was a close game. He had to make sure it went. Pelicans win 119-118. Baby The final 14 points and 43 total. (laughs) After missing a full season, Zion is back to averaging historic numbers. Currently, he's averaging 25 points per game on 60% shooting, something he also did two years ago. That's pretty efficient, though. It's very efficient, Damian Woody. In fact, the only other other players in league history to finish a single season with a stat line like that are Charles Barkley and Kevin McHale. So Similar good company type. there for Zion. Similar body type to McHale? No. <laughs> hey, week 17 in the NFL starts today with massive playoff implications for a number of teams. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers look to continue their late surge toward the postseason. They've won three straight. If they lose to Minnesota or the Commanders or Lions win, that would eliminate Green Bay this week. The NFC South been a toss-up all year, but Tom Brady and the Bucks can officially clinch it this week if they beat Carolina. Meanwhile, the Panthers can clinch the division if they win their final two. And tonight, the Cowboys look to keep pace with the Eagles for the NFC East crown. They need to win out and have Philly lose out. Meanwhile, Tennessee's playoff fate will be decided in week 18 at Jacksonville, and because of that, they're resting a lot of guys for this game, including uh, their star running back, Derrick Henry. Tennessee's decided this game doesn't mean anything. They, they, if they win next week against Jacksonville, they win the division. If they lose, they don't, and they're out of the playoffs, and that regardless of what happens tonight. So that's what the Cowboys are dealing with. They're dealing with a depleted, intentionally depleted mm-hmm. uh, Tennessee Titans team. So they should win the game. But last couple of weeks, we've seen the Cowboys kind of play down to their competition a little bit. Mm-hmm. Barely beat Houston, lose to Jacksonville. So 
If you are watching the Cowboys tonight with an eye on the playoffs, what do you need to see from them? I got to start with Tim because he's got his ears Let's to the streets. With those, are, those, those, are, those are his people. <laughs> this, they should run them off the field. I mean, that's what. It, listen, this is it's a depleted, injured football team, a team that's really struggled in general. We're talking about the Titans here. Like, but it's also essentially like a preseason game in terms of Ooh. how they well, – no, in, in all seriousness, like you're choosing to not play healthy players. Mm. You're already playing some backups anyway. Malik Willis has struggled as a passer. Like, Dallas should run them off the field. I mean, that, that, that is – They should run them off the field. And I think probably anything less than that, there'll be a bunch of questions about yeah. how good is this team really, especially, Dan, as you put it in the context of struggling against – Lesser opponents, if you will, you know, the past few weeks. All right, because something tells me Bart's about to say something. Two so, weeks from now, they're going to be in the playoffs, and, and the, the teams they're playing aren't going to be resting their starting running back and half their defense. Yeah, well, basically, what, what Tim is saying is Rocky Ford, you can't win. <laughs> listen, you always have a shot. And, and listen, Vrabel at home, outside, mm-hmm. they can ugly the game up, right? But what this is for Dallas is an opportunity for them to have cross training. Because where they don't have the threat throwing the ball on the outside, Malik Willis should present some of the same problems that Jalen Hurts does. For sure. So I'm going to make sure that everybody's paying attention to how to stop a mobile quarterback that's going to be used heavily in the run game, especially with King Henry out. So this is an opportunity for my defense to really tighten some concepts down, put some things. Because remember in the first game against uh, Philadelphia, they really isolated Michael Parsons and was able to have, what, 20 out of 26 positive runs against that type of RPO, you know, read option. This is a great opportunity for them to get some cross training. So you can't take these teams lightly because if you mess around, funny things happen to the football when you allow a team that you're better than to hang around and then they get a bit of confidence and you find yourself in trouble. And I tell you what, they do not want to find themselves in Barney Rubble. If we're talking about the Dallas Cowboys come next week, something <laughs> bad is happening. Tomorrow. Seriously. If we talk, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I'm talking yeah, to, from Friday on. Tomorrow, if we're talking about the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> from Friday on, that means something bad has happened in the game. And like they could they could they could win the game but not play well, and we're gonna be, you know, we'll be we'll be talking about I think listen, the, the thing for me for Dallas is Let's see some consistency, like, on the football team. It's always, okay, Dak's scoring a lot of points. But then the defense is giving up a lot of points. Dak throwing interceptions. Defense starting to tighten up. It's like there's always something with the Dallas Cowboys. Can we see a complete game from them? Like, that's what you want to see, you know, especially heading to the postseason. Be consistent. Have a, you know, have momentum going into the postseason. Again, if we're talking about Dallas on Friday – it's a failure what happened last night. We talk night. about him either yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, we're going to track it. We know what you mean. It is in the get up bylaws. No, I think Bart brings up a good point about a Mike Rabel coach team. They always play hard. And he is in that locker room. He is standing in front of the team saying, they're coming in here expecting that we're not going to put up a fight. Homecoming. That said, if Baker Mayfield, who just arrived in L.A., can put up 50 points on the Broncos, that's what I'm expecting. Like, I'm expecting Dak in this oh, offense to, to show out because these are the moments where you should show out, to your point about consistency. Defensively, offensively, this is the time of year where they need to put it all together, and this is a perfect opportunity against a team that is literally depleted and resting healthy, guys. Right, and, and Derek Henry will get the headline. Because people who are in their fantasy finals are right, 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 right. That, that <laughs> right. are sitting him down. But the, the Titans are resting a large yep. number of guys on the defensive side of the ball. Should be a good game for Dallas. Again, 
we will uh, we'll find out what they've got. To Miami now, where Dolphins coach Mike McDaniel mm. confirmed on Wednesday that quarterback Tua Tungavailoa did suffer a concussion in last week's game versus Green Bay. Teddy Bridgewater now in line to start for the Dolphins this week in New England. Yesterday, McDaniel spoke on Tua's status. I've been advised by um, medical professionals that uh, it's uh, critical that Tua worries only about the day that he's currently in and nothing else. We continued to question him, and once we got some information back, we were like, you need to go see the doctor. So to say with absolute certainty that it was this, that, or otherwise, there were some things that caused us to really prod, and as a result, we felt like he needed to see um, medical professionals. You're shaking your head. I can't, because I can't take these, this team seriously. I mean, where's the in, independent neurologist? I mean, this happened in the you know, second quarter. And, you know, at some point, Tua Tagovailoa has to, you know, be honest with himself as well. I mean, you got, you got to be transparent in these, in these days. I, I have a major concern about this kid's future. And, you know, I know why, why he's playing, right? We all play for that first, that second contract to take care of our family. But, I mean, I have major concerns. There's concerns about his health from a, you know, a being slightly built. But I have concerns if he should play for the rest of the season. I mean, this is talking about his third concussion. We watched Troy Aikman. We hear all the stories about, you know, guys that are struggling well into their 40s and 50s. You know, they have to figure out a way how not to expose this kid, and he has to figure out a way how to protect himself, man, because, you know, I worry about his future in mm-hmm. the NFL. And in, in, in the near future, we know when you have one, it's easier to get two. But now when you have three, you talk about going into the postseason right. – yeah, he has to be on a, on, a, on a short hook, and I don't know if you buy into him long term. Right. Well, that's the bigger picture discussion. He's not playing this week, yeah. and we don't know about next week. And obviously, given all that's going on with him this year, uh, you would expect that they'll be a, a, as careful as they need to be. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater starting this week. They've lost. They've lost four games in a row. They're playing at New England. They. I don't think mathematically they need to win the game, but they kind of right. need to win the game without Tua. If he's out this week, if he's out next week, if he has to miss uh, playoff games. Are they well, in trouble? I, I would just say this. I, I think if we're talking about playoff games, I mean, we're forecasting way out and we don't know. Well, let's just Double say weeks. the next two weeks, okay? Yeah. He'd say he can't play the rest of the regular season. I actually think they're okay with Teddy Bridgewater. Like, Teddy Bridgewater basically played significant, you know, meaningful <laughs> snaps in two games this year. They didn't win either of them, but he played well against Minnesota. In fact, I think well enough to, to win. And I, when I look at, you know, uh, New England and I look at the Jets, those are teams that have issues of their own. Mm-hmm. So, I, like, is, can Teddy play well enough with the supporting cast, with how they can run the football? Yeah. I think he can. So this idea that, hey, we're playing our backup in games that we have to win, either week 17 or 18 or maybe both, like, can they do it? I think Teddy Bridgewater is a good enough and kind of quarterback and prepared for this type of moment. And that's what Mike McDaniel said yesterday. That's why you go out and sign yeah. Teddy Bridgewater, right. a backup with experience. What do you think they look like with him? Yeah, I'm actually going to agree with Tim. I, I think the Dolphins can win without Tua because of two animals, the cheetah and the penguin. That's actually where I, that's why I'm confident in this team because as long as you have those two weapons, I feel good. Now, if we want to get into the playoffs and all that, I think, you know, then the conversation changes. But these two weeks against the two teams that they're facing, I think they'll be all right. He would. Yeah, I, listen, I think you bring up a good point as far as the two wide receivers. And on the flip side, let's be honest, Patriots' offense is a mess. Yeah. There, it's, a, it's a mess. Yeah, defense. And, and, and the, 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 defense it's a, is great. Defense is great. Right. You, defense is great, there's no question, but you still got to be able to score points. Like, they can't score points. 
Okay, so do I give Teddy Bridgewater, who's been a capable quarterback yeah. in this league, an opportunity with all those guys that they that Miami has on their on, on offensively on their side of the ball? Absolutely. Apparently, Teddy, Debart, Debart disagrees. Teddy got he, he knocked out. to disagree, yes. <laughs> Teddy got knocked out by Baby Group. I mean, he got knocked out by, by, by Sauce Gardner, man. He's a guy that you have to worry about. I'm mad you know, calling Baby Group. I'm mad you call him Baby Group. You got you to worry about Teddy Two Gloves being healthy as well. But also, he has, in his career, not been a guy to push the ball down the football field, not having the strongest arm. So now, if I'm the Patriots. You don't have to with those results. I don't, but, but, but if I'm the Patriots, right. I'm playing them tight, and I'm forcing him to throw mm. the ball in the elements. The ball is different. Harder throw the ball different. Yeah. You talk about grip strength. He already plays with the gloves. So I'm, I'm a, it changes so, how you defend them. Okay, so my, my question is, you say you got Teddy, questions about Teddy uh, Bridgewater. We don't have questions about Mac Jones and oh, absolutely, and, 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 yeah. and, and whatever the Jets throwing out, throwing yeah. out there as well. Yo, yo, string cheese has got a lot of problems going on right now. But you know, <laughs> we think about you know, listen, they don't have nothing to lose though. They can run the football and they can ugly this game. Well, they got plenty outside to lose. inside of the, the elements. They're still in it. And by the way, elements is supposed to be fifty-five degrees there on Sunday, so that's a, like a little late uh, surprise. Yeah. That's what there. The, that's the, what, the Dolphins had heaters. Yeah. In, 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 in St. L.A. In L.A. So far, Fair yeah. point. How about so, the picks? Who are we taking in this game? Let's put these up. Shocker. Bart Shocker. is the only one on Bart New England. Rogue. We will see. I'll be at that but game, that. so uh, I'm interested to see first team to uh, to 15, perhaps, uh, wins that game. <laughs> we come back. Let's uh, go Aaron Rodgers is using words like close and clean these days, and we'll tell you why those two things have the Packers back in the playoff hunt. And when he was asked about his quarterback yesterday – Ravens coach John Harbaugh was not saying much. Why his non-answer is raising a lot of questions about Lamar Jackson. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Delicious, meat nutritious. In the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore his seatbelt. One guy didn't. 
One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. We're back on Get Up. We're going to play Fact or Fiction. Bart Scott, have I said Tom Brady and the Bucks will miss the playoffs? Is that fact or fiction? Fact. I'm Ooh. going with Sam Darnold. The Jedi was right. You should have kept him. <laughs> right. Anyway, Kmart, the command. The Commanders will hold on to that number seven seed in the NFC playoffs. Fact or fiction? I'm going to say fiction. Oh, and boy. and I was big on the Commanders, but going to Carson Wentz, look, the Commanders didn't play inspired football with Carson Wentz as their football, so they can't get me to believe in Carson right 61%. now. 61%. We'll see if Carson can get the Commanders into the playoffs. Tim, the Green Bay Packers will make the playoffs. Fact oh, or fiction? That's fact. Oh. Listen, the Packers are playing good football right now, best of the year, and you know Aaron Rodgers looks like he's back to being Aaron Rodgers. Listen, Minnesota in a situation where, look, they've already kind of clinched the playoff spot, might be a little relaxed. Can't win with no kneecaps. The Lions, eh, the Lions, I still like Green Bay in that one. I think they win both games and get some help. They got their eye on that seven spot that's currently occupied by those commanders, so a lot to figure out here in these last couple of weeks in the NFC. Aaron Rodgers talked yesterday about how his own play is finally rounding into form this season. Listen to what he had to say. I've been playing, uh, I feel like, a little bit better. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into it. I just got to be sharp on my decision-making. I need to play really clean games. Been close, really close. At some point, it's all going to fall the right way. There's some things out of your control, tip passes, uh, route depths, different things, no calls. One of these days, it'll all come together. Tim, what are you seeing with Rodgers lately? I think his assessment there is pretty accurate. You go back to, like, the Giants game. They, they run so many RPOs that, you know, you don't get guys' hands down when you do that. You see tip passes. It's one of the things he's referencing. Route depth, things like that. Talking about playing with young receivers, guys not being maybe as precise as he's used to things being. Um, in terms of no calls, I think every team can probably look around at, at certain games in the season and feel like, Listen, if that's P.I. extends a drive or you know, maybe something in, down in the red zone and change the outcome of a game, I think that's accurate. And then I think when he talks about his decision-making, his decision-making has definitely been better. It's not been perfect all season long, but it's been better. And I think this, I think we've probably underestimated how much his thumb was bothering him. Yeah. And as time has gone on, I think that's gotten healthier. He's been more accurate. You know, just because a player is playing – doesn't mean he's healthy. Doesn't mean he's good to go. And I think that's where Aaron was with his thumb injury. What do you see, D. Wood, with the Packers? Well, I think, you know, I agree with a lot of things Tim said. Also, when you look at the Packers, they're young guys, Romeo Dahl and Christian Watson. Yeah. They haven't played together much, you know, much at all this year. And that's the one thing that, you know, young guys need reps, right? They, they need reps to be out there on the field. <laughs> well, because of injury, because of injuries or whatever the case may be, those guys just haven't been out on the field as much. So, you know, when Aaron Rodgers talk about, you know, young receivers maybe not being where they're supposed to be, part of that is because guys have been in and out of the lineup. And that might be the case again this week. It might. With, with, with Christian Watson. He hurt his hip in the game on Sunday. Didn't practice yesterday. Bart, if he's out, does that change your uh, your outlook on the Packers offense? Well, I mean, you know, what, he's got like 10 touchdowns, 20? I don't know. Like, you know, he's been a, a guy that's touchdowns. been able to find pay dirt. And he also provides that, that, that explosive offensive, you know, down the field type of element. 
But, you know, I think this Packers season is going to come down to what could have been. Right. What could have been if they could have hit the ground running a little better? It always goes back to, you know, Aaron Rodgers decision not to kind of spend time with these guys in the offseason. Because I think finally these young guys are starting to figure out, you know, and see the field the same way that Aaron Rodgers is. But it just may be too little too late because I think, you know, you know, if Detroit can't go, they're going to say we're going to you know, bask in the glow that we're going to take Green Bay with us. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a tough out when you have a team that has nothing to lose. But, you know, the future is bright. And I think that, you know, going into next year, maybe this team will hit the ground running. Uh, but they're going to need some hard commitments from Aaron Rodgers going forward. I think you see what they thought they had in OTAs and when they had, went on their draft board and was able to get these explosive guys. Alan Lazard is finally healthy. And this team has a lot of weapons. Whenever you can run the football with two good running backs and you have a Hall of Famer um, at the quarterback position, you, you, you have a chance in every game because he just has to be able to make four or five plays that only the great ones can make. He's already moving ahead to next year with yeah, the Packers. Wow. Can we just pause? Because well, I, I, I don't have him in the postseason. Right, right, right. So mean, please. Here's what, I love, here's what I love about <laughs> what Aaron Rodgers is giving. Aaron Rodgers right now is given supreme villain mode to me because it's villain against, villain against the status quo and what expectations are because everybody thought this, their season was over. And he's like, oh, is that what you think? All right, watch this. The same way a couple years ago when they drafted Jordan Love. The Packers are saying, okay, we're, we're thinking about the future. And Aaron was like, they're below 500, the hell though. you let's are. Not, let's not I'm still here. Too. No, I'm, I'm, here's the thing. I don't think, I think I agree with you. I said this yesterday on the show. I think it's too little too late. But what I love about Aaron is that it is vintage Aaron. He is caring what people think. He cares about how to shut people up. Mm. And he is make, And the throws that you're seeing from him right now, I agree with you, Tim, about the thumb. But there are throws that he's making where you're like, now that is Aaron Rodgers. That is what we've been waiting to see all season. I think it is too little too late. But I love that he's just trying to spoil what everybody expects is going to happen. Too little too late. They got to win two games. Well, two games, they get a little bit of help. Like, we're, we're literally yeah, talking bit. about... Commanders lose and these guys win two games. So let's like, pick this, this isn't one. some crazy. Yeah, that's path. true. Thirty-seven percent. So let's pick this one. Let, who, who we got in this game? Let's put the picks up. Who are we taking in Packers Vikings this week? Packers split. Oh, how about that? Okay, Woody Mark. and Damar in Bay are eliminating the Green Bay. In the past, yeah, defense of Minnesota has been garbage. That's okay. It's, it's cold as hell in Minnesota, though. It's so a cold. Yeah, they stuck. play indoors, but they Mike. practice outside. No, they practice the with Packers the doors open pra- inside. Oh, okay. it's colder in Minnesota than Green Bay. You might not have. Christian no, Washington. Minnesota is colder than Green Bay. Excuse me, somebody was just in Minnesota minus fourteen. It is cold. Yes. Right. We'll do the geography a little bit later in the show. We're going to take it to the thriller of the night. That's Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Bucks heading down I-94 to visit the Bulls in Chicago on Wednesday. Uh, probably cold both those places too. Fourth quarter, Bucks up 94-85. Giannis drives and skies. Like the one the step truck. from the free throw line. He's yes. still so tall. He makes no sense visually. Under two minutes left, Bucks lead 104-98. Giannis going to split the defenders, and he's going to get the shot to go through contact. That puts Milwaukee up by eight. 11.1 seconds left. Bucks now up by just two. Giannis pass stolen by DeMar DeRozan. In the face. Ayadisumo <laughs> throws down the dunk. Bulls tie it up and send it to overtime. Less than a minute left in overtime. Bucks now down three. Giannis going to kick it out to Bobby Portis for the three. Plexico Burst. Tie ball game. I don't know what that means. Next Bulls possession. DeRozan pulls up from mid-range and knocks down the jumper. Bulls regain the lead. So time winding down in overtime. Bucks looking to respond. Who are you going to give it to? Giannis. 
fade away. Dirk. It does not go. Bucks lose by six in overtime. Giannis had 45 points, 22 rebounds. DeRozan had 42 for the winning team. When we come back on Get Up, Ohio State is a big underdog against the Georgia Bulldogs on Saturday. How good does C.J. Stroud need to be to pull off the upset? We'll tell you next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact. Helping the small stand tall. Next stop on Get Up is Las Vegas, where the Raiders have decided to bench quarterback Derek Carr for, for the final two games of the regular season, quarterback Jarrett Stidham. <laughs> you can't say that with straight face. We'll get the start for the Raiders, and yesterday, Coach Josh McDaniels and wide receiver Devontae Adams spoke to the media after the decision to bench Carr. None of us is happy with where we're at, um, but we think it's a, an opportunity to um, you know, evaluate a younger player who hasn't had much time to play. Talking to Derek, uh, who was great, um, you know, he understands uh, the scenario that we're in. Obviously, I don't think anybody was excited about it in here. Um, you know, him being one of one of my really good friends and, you know, the reason why I came here in the first place. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here right now if he wasn't, the, you know, if he wasn't here. So um, I think everybody knows how I feel about him. Okay. That man does not look happy. Yeah, that says a lot. This says, get me up out of here. Well, I don't think they can, right? I mean, like, Carr, Financially. The, the reason for benching Carr is financial, right? Because like, money would become guaranteed if, he's, mm-hmm. if he gets hurt. Um, but Adams, they're locked in for a couple of years, mm. so, mm-hmm. so he's not going anywhere. So, so, all right, so if you're running the Raiders, you see the look on his face. Yeah, yeah. You know you're committed to him. 
What do you do to make him happy at the quarterback position? It ain't nothing you could do, can do. Like, he came there for a specific reason. He's looking at, hey, this hasn't worked out. I had an opportunity. I was playing with an MVP, a Hall of Famer. Now you're going to tell me that you're evaluating Jared Stidham? That's, what's the future of this quarterback position? They got to, listen, walk on eggshells, and they got to pull him into office and say, okay, listen, if, if Derek's not here, we're going to have you involved in who you want to play with. Is it Jimmy G? I don't know. But come on, you want to evaluate Stidham? Come on, we know what he is. He's a clipboard guy. He's not a guy that's going to be you're going to trust with that type. That's like having a Ferrari and then letting anybody drive it. Like, you don't, you don't do that. Yeah, look, I don't think anybody's buying that they want to get a look at Stidham. They're no, going to have to no. find it. Right, they're going to have right. to find an answer at quarterback. You mentioned Garoppolo. McDaniels knows him from New England. But yeah. there's another guy. Hey, is he definitely better? With. Is Garoppolo definitely better? Well, we don't know. We don't know. I don't think no. so. Right, he can't stay healthy. Like, Cheaper. Okay. Right. But anyway, the point is, is cheaper? Like, I don't know that he's thirty-three cheaper. million dollars is a is a bargain for me for Derek Carr. Well, they obviously decided that, that, they, didn't, that they didn't want it. So who do they want now? I mean, again, come on, a, then, another then former go, uh, Patriots quarterback. Uh, I'm not retiring. I'm not retiring. Who could be a free agent? Thomas thought he is not thinking about retiring. He's gonna do a residency guys. in Vegas like all. They old gotta people. take a big swing though, don't they? He's they, gonna be like Celine, I like mean, Brittany. Listen, you usher. If you if you're the Raiders. You go out here, you, Come on. you got you got legit weapons on the outside. Like yeah. you you're gonna have to you're gonna have to entertain trying to bring somebody big in. Yep. Like, Thank you. Who's big? I, I mean, Tom guy, Brady. I mean the guy's throwing throwing the football right there on the screen. I, listen, <laughs> I, older than Wayne Newton. I, but I mean, listen, <laughs> you heard, you just sat here, you heard Tom what, Jones? You heard what the <laughs> you, you know heard what, what Devontae Adams You saw you saw what Devontae Adams was saying just now. Like you can't just go out here and acquire any just anyone and plug them at the quarterback position. You just can't do it. What was the plan yes. in Vegas? That's my thing. I'm find because out. you're get, you I understand the Derek Carr extension, that was really strategic. You bring in Devontae Adams, Derek Carr is there. He wanted to be closer to home. Now we're moving on from Carr, and now we gotta appease Devontae Adams. You can't to me doing the Jimmy G thing. Can't say that healthy. like that that to me doesn't if you're gonna get rid of Carr, like the Jimmy G thing doesn't work to me. Uh, I mean, here's what we're saying. It's easier to get worse than better yeah. when you move on from Derek Carr. Is Derek Carr one of the five best quarterbacks in the NFL? No, of course he's not. Okay? How do you get a hold of those guys? And so now we literally are in the discussion now, okay, it's not Derek Carr. Mm. So now who's it going to be? Is it going to be Jimmy Garoppolo? Is it going to be Tom Brady at 46 years old? Is it like mm-hmm. That is what you are it. talking about right. when you are moving on. It is easier to get worse than better at yeah. quarterback. More Plain and simple. Like, history is there, that. Was Derek Carr uh, the only problem so, in Vegas? Well, that's no, of course, it, no, that's that's of course not. But so, so here's, here's what you have to do, though, because the rest of your team is actually kind of set up to be a pretty good football team. Mm-hmm. You have to now try to replace him with somebody better. And so, which means you do have to go entertain the Tom Brady yeah. situation. Right. You do have to figure out if Aaron Rodgers will throw a fit and try to get out of Green Bay the way that he Ooh. maybe did a couple years ago. You do have to figure out Those if Jimmy Garoppolo is actually better. Well, yeah, and if or, you don't. Big or, or do you trade Get a draft pick and try to move up in the draft to go get the quarterback of your of your. Wait, you got to wait. Who's who's in the draft? Look, I'm look, just, there are a I'm lot just, of there's a lot of scenarios. A lot of ways the Raiders could go. To Kimberly's point, they must have some sort of plan. If they're doing this, we'll find out what it is. We're gonna have more on this deck, later Josh. in the show. But we have a <laughs> massive college football weekend on tap. Demons be gone, and the drought is over. Georgia on the mountaintop at long last. 
People have asked the question, how does it feel to be hunted? We will not be hunted at the University of Georgia. I can promise you that. We didn't build this program on hoping for one-year wonder. We built the program to be sustained. Heather Dinich is with us here to talk some college football. And Tim Hasselbeck joined me on my walk over here from the desk. Heather, the Buckeyes are a six-and-a-half-point underdog against Georgia in the semifinal game on Saturday. Can, if they play up to their potential, can they knock them off? Yes, absolutely. They are certainly talented enough to do that. I think there are a couple of keys to this game. One is finding a way to slow down Jalen Carter, Georgia's defensive tackle, who could be so disruptive if he wants to be. He can single-handedly change that game. But they have also got to limit the turnovers. You look at that Michigan game, as good as C.J. Stroud has been all year, Two turnovers in that game. He's only had six all year. They cannot afford to make mistakes. And then finally, defensively, they cannot give up big plays. Again, you go back to that Michigan game, a play for 75 yards, 45 yards. You cannot do that against this Georgia team. They will take advantage of every mistake and every big play. But they've got Marvin Harrison Jr. win those 50-50 balls. They have the athletes who can do that, and they can take advantage of some weaknesses in that Georgia secondary, particularly at corner. Yeah, I agree with everything that Heather just said there. And you think about one and four matchups, this is one where, like, four is talented enough. Now, I think in terms of getting big plays in the passing game, like, they are built to get those. The question is, can you end up getting them off because of the front? Like, can you hold up enough? And I think that's really what Ryan Day ends up being tasked with is, can you be creative enough to get your skill position guys opportunities? Because I think that's really where Ohio State not necessarily has the advantage, but has a roster that certainly can compete with Georgia. And remember, like, listen, Georgia has proved to be the best team in college football this year, but, like, go back to the Missouri game. Like, they, they are not an unbeatable team. Right. Tough task for Ohio State and their coach, uh, Ryan Day. But what does this game, Heather, mean for Ryan Day? Two years in a row, lost to Michigan, needed some help to get into the playoff. What's at stake for him? Everything. I mean, it's it's not fair. Let me say that. It's not fair. Ryan Day is 45 and 5. The man has lost <laughs> five games. But you can't lose to Michigan when you're at Ohio <laughs> State. It, the expectations are different than any other school that I've covered in the Big Ten because at Michigan, it's beat Ohio State, win the Big Ten, win the Rose Bowl. At Ohio State, it's national championship or bust. And Ryan Day and C.J. Stroud are shouldering those expectations. Urban Meyer went 7-0 against Michigan. And so Ryan Day is also shouldering the past and that shadow looming over him. Look, he can have an opportunity to change this narrative so quickly with a win against Georgia and then even the possibility of avenging that regular season loss if they meet the team up north again. For perspective, when Heather said Ryan Day is 45 and 5, I thought she was referencing his age. He's actually not even 45. He has more wins, you know, than he has years on this planet. Like, I, I think to the, that perspective, like, of how good he's actually been, like, be careful what you wish for if you're unhappy with, you know, losing to Michigan, you know, once or twice. That, the the yeah. politics of the college football rivalries uh, are bizarre. 
to uh, many people. Heather, thanks so much for joining us to talk some college football. And there are bowl games going on, and last night there was an absolute doozy. Kansas against Arkansas in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. We're taking just over a minute to play in the fourth quarter. Kansas is down 38-23. to 23. Okay, they have fought back in this game to get it to two scores, but still just a minute. First and goal from the 10, Jalen Daniels connects with Douglas Emelian in the end zone. Kansas makes it a one-possession game. Then they kept the onside kick, but nobody told Arkansas about onside kicks. They didn't even go for it. <laughs> Hello. Kansas just gets the ball back, and they're rolling on offense. You have third and 15 from just outside the red zone. Daniels to Luke Grimm. Unbelievable. Defense optional in the fourth quarter. And now, so they need to stop. They still can stop them for a two-point conversion and still win the game, but they can't do that either. Open Lawrence Arnold in the back of the end zone. Kansas was down 25 points in this game. Now we're in overtime each. They trade touchdowns in the first overtime. Arkansas scores a touchdown in the second. Kansas scores a touchdown there. They need another two-point conversion to keep this game going. Daniel. To Jared Bullets. Casey. There you go, big fella. So now college overtime. Now you get to the third one. It's just two-point conversion. It's like a soccer shootout. So Arkansas goes first. They've got a score on this one play. Two-point conversion. There you go. They're up by two. And now Kansas is up. And, Tim, I want you to know, the quarterback had 544 passing yards and five touchdowns. So they let, let someone the, else throw it. Other guy throw it on the key play of the game. No! <laughs> Arkansas Don't wins the Liverpool Bowl 55-53 in triple overtime. Absolutely ridiculous game. And if you like that, there's more. Bowl season rolls on today with three more games on ESPN and the app. Syracuse squares off against Minnesota in the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl at Yankee Stadium. That's our first game at 2 Eastern. Then Oklahoma faces number 13 Florida State in the Cheez-It Bowl. And at 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific, number 20 Texas takes on number 12 Washington in the Valero Alamo Bowl. Yes, it is another day of great bowl games on ESPN. Coming up, Lamar Jackson remains a question mark. Mike Tomlin remains a magician. Can the Steelers coach pull another playoff berth out of his hat? We'll talk about that next. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. It has been a week in Denver. The Broncos started it by losing big to the Rams on Christmas Day. Then on Monday, they 
fired their head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, just two games short of his first uh, full season as a head coach. Yesterday, Russell Wilson spoke for the first time since the firing of Hackett. The reality is, is that, you know, I, I wish I could have played better for him, too. You know, I wish I could have played at the, at the standard and the level that I've always played at and know how to play at. I know I can play exceptionally well. You know, I know what I have in me and I know what I can do. A tough year in a lot of ways, just physically. He's scoring a lot of touchdowns and winning a lot of games. That hasn't happened. It's the first time it's been like this. My expectations are, the, are higher than anybody else's. The mission is still the same. Bring Super Bowls to Denver. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure... Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just, every time he talks, I'll be trying to figure out if he's reading off a gym. Like somebody <laughs> wrote a speech or something. He says all the right things, man, but I can't believe a word this man says. Be yourself. Listen, one thing you can't what? fool is your teammates. You got to be authentic. We can see through the BS, man. And listen, we, listen, you need to go have a come to Jesus moment with yourself or something like that, man, and say, listen, for me to lead this team, I got to be vulnerable. To be vulnerable, you got to show your warts and your flaws, man. We're all beautifully flawed. Hell, I was in the locker mates to D. Wood. I know all his flaws. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But you got to be vulnerable, man. Like, and, and until he does that, he won't win over that locker room. He you know what I'm talking about, too. He would, looks like he still carries the scars from those <laughs> From days. those Jets yeah. days. Hey, I, I mean, look, you're, I mean, you're shaking your head. I, I, mean, I know you're hearing it the same way. This, but this has always, always been, right? I mean, like, he, always, a, he's, he seems like the Manchurian candidate. No? Listen, that, 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 that's, what, that's what happened in Seattle, right? Like, it was like rush rules, and who knew? Like, who knew that Pete Carroll was maybe protecting him from himself? We always talk about, hey, let Russ cook. Right, but what we forgot was that you know you got to cook a little different in Denver because the altitude. <laughs> he ain't cooking, and maybe that's why Pete Carroll didn't let him cook because he knew the meal was horrible. Right, and like he All protected right. him from himself. Uh, Look, I mean, he's. I'm sure Nathaniel Hackett's listening to that press conference, going, "Yeah, I wish you could have played better." Yeah, yes, thanks a lot. And all his yeah. teammates. If you're his teammate, the would like what the do you need? The teammates don't want to hear anything. What do you need to see and hear from this guy over the next whatever six eight months to get you to buy back in? First of all. I don't want, if I'm like, especially a guy on the defense, I don't want to hear that. Like, I, like, what is, what is I don't this right here? Will say Like, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> they passed away. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that dribble. Like, like, you hear it. Look at the linebacker next to him. They're over it. They are over it. Like, here it is, you know, you're going to the defense side of the football. You know, we're playing championship level defense. He's like, all right, go sit down. Go sit down. Go sit down. And this dude out here just, like, I don't want to hear that. Just show me, man. Like, I don't need the, the, the prepared speeches and all that stuff. I don't need any of that. Dude, just go out there and ball. That's He's, all anybody cares about. Just go out here and ball, man. That's, that's it. I think they need to bring in somebody who has the equity, NFL equity, the success, where he can walk in a locker room and get guys who literally are throwing helmets are cursing on the sidelines to say, okay, I will fi- I'm not just here to fix Russell. I'm here to fix this entire building and culture because what was allowed to happen should not have happened. And I don't I don't think Russell almost needs like an Olivia Pope type fixer. Like this is so bad. This is crisis management situation because he was out there doing the subway commercials looking really creepy. He was on the field not playing well. Like Russell has to understand that he's not the same guy. And he is one of 53. You have to play better. Like if you play better, to your point, you can be as corny as you want to be. Like, I mean, the reality is if you're playing really good football, no one really cares about any of the other stuff. Now, I will say one of the things that can help you get through maybe not playing well but still having the support of your teammates is being real like I think there's a factor to that too like 
as we sit here, think about some of the guys we've seen teams rally around this year. Like we've seen Washington rally around Tyler Heineken. Mike why? White. Take, take that. <laughs> Mike but hey, Mike White, why? Jacoby because like Brissett. as he's getting beat up, how they come back. <laughs> Jacoby Brissett because of how he handled things. Um, Justin Herbert because everyone knows he's playing with a, a broken rib. Like we, there, there are things at the position yeah. where like you can do, even if you're not playing great, the team is just like, yep, like I, I want to play with that guy and how he's playing. There's no doubt about it. And so I think Russ has missed on both of those things. Yeah, and, and look, it went so bad so quickly and so much worse than I think anybody anticipated. Uh, it'll be fascinating to see what kind of reset there is uh, with Russell in Denver, uh, and we're going to have a lot more to say about that as we move along. But we're going to go now to Baltimore, where quarterback Lamar Jackson remained absent from Ravens practice yesterday. That is the 10th straight practice Lamar has missed after suffering a knee sprain in early December. And his coach, John Harbaugh, uh, is, continues to be asked about Lamar every day, and he continues to sound well, like this. Lamar reported that he had a PCL injury. Do you know if that's a strain, a sprain situation? Yeah, I'm not really this. Not not for me to say. You know, just uh, we're just coaching the guys out here right now. So that's how it's going in Baltimore. <laughs> Look, I mean, I, I think they they thought he'd be he'd be back by now. Why? So like, what? What are you smiling? What's going on with Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens? Because like. I like players go through this. You in the contract year, and I got a whole bunch of bread sitting right there yeah. in not in the not so distant future. And you want me to go back out there when I'm not a hundred percent? Like, eh, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna slow play this thing a little bit here. I'm gonna slow play this. Players think about that type of stuff. Players what? are human. Players think about that those type of things. Like, why in the world will Lamar go back out there when if he's not a hundred percent? That don't make that no. Or if you just got a scare. I, I think of all the scenarios that Baltimore ran through their mind in terms of like they were trying to sign Lamar before the year. He was kind of you know they were going back and forth. I think all of the scenarios that they envisioned. I don't know that they could have seen this. I don't know that they could have seen. Hey, he's gonna play, and then he's gonna get hurt. You know, in the back half of the season. And he's going to be like, no, it's sitting right there. Uh, I'm not totally back yet. I don't think they could have ever seen that coming out of him. Certainly not a scenario I played out in my head. It feels like that's what's going on there now. Listen, they're going to sprinkle all the cheese on Action Jackson's taco that he wants. Listen, they understand they got to build around this young man. Listen, they're going to get rid of some contracts. They're going to get him everything that he needs. But what they have to do is get him some help. Listen, it's no reason to play him right now. Who cares? They're locked in. You know, I mean, yes, they can win in division, but listen, they're not going to put him at harm's way. Are we going to see him? Play I think again? I think we're going to see him in the playoffs. Okay. Absolutely, oh. we're going to see him in the but playoffs. But not this week. Or you next. Sure? Who cares? All right. Like I don't need. Listen, we locked in. We're in the playoffs, baby. I'm not about to let. I'm not about to serve him up to T.J. Watt. I'm going to make sure that he's as healthy as he can get, and he's going to get as healthy as he can get by taking the last two games out of playing games that really matter. Well, you just should said we that. The, should yeah. we care that he doesn't play the next couple of games? I do care. I would like to see Lamar out there, but if the but for if what the, benefit? But if the issue, what's the benefit? I would like to see Jalen Hurts out there too. If you're healthy, I think you need to play. Nobody's healthy. Nobody's healthy. He hasn't practiced in yeah. three weeks. Hey, I would like to see Lamar Jackson throw football in a in an actual game. I, go against an actual defense. You you want to see that? But he but you're talking need about the Ravens. Oh, the Ravens are going to give him all the like wow. we uh, we were here in training camp. We were nearing the season, and this didn't happen. They'll you know, franchise I, that he ain't going nowhere. Right. 
Nowhere. So the question is how they finish out this season. And look, they have, they're in the playoffs, as you mentioned. They have, I, the, they have the Steelers. This I, I guess what, here, here's what I'm trying to figure out. Are, are the Ravens not playing them, or is Lamar not playing? That's what we don't know. And it seems like. What does it feel like? I'm just saying, I think we all agree, would probably agree, like, based on John Harbaugh's reaction to the question. It didn't feel like the Ravens were like, hey, we are protecting him. Right. He's right. saying we're just coaching the guys who are out here. That's Which right. is what you right. say right. when someone's holding out. But that's fine. It, it seemed like, like I said, going off of what John Harbaugh said, it seemed like there's two different things going on. It's, it's starting to feel a little right. bit Well, a little well you, bit always, you, you, you always got to go get second opinions on injuries and stuff like that. Players do that all the time because yep. they don't trust the organization as far as to put their health in the, in, 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 yep. in the best interest, right? So we understand that. And maybe Lamar is saying, yeah, you know, I, I want more time. Like, and why? Maybe, We're fine. And it's maybe he does come back and play one of these last two games before the playoffs. We'll see. But, look, they're playing the Steelers this week. Steelers are not out of it Steelers yet. Still they're still They're 7-8, and eight and they still have a shot at the playoffs. Who, who are we picking in this game? We want to put picks up and see who we're taking in Baltimore-Pittsburgh? Look at Bart. all this. Shocker. Shocker, wow. Shocker, wow. Bart. Wow. Why are you so predictable, oh, bro? I'm contractually obligated. <laughs> my, my key code still work when I go over there to Owens Mills. You know what I'm saying? One winning drive. You know what I'm saying? How at your boy. So that's why Bart is on the Ravens. Uh, yeah. Listen, I hate when people get on here and they're analysts and they lie. Like, they don't, like they're not all right, you know, hey. impartial. Bart is giving it to you. You're, you're partial? Okay. Yeah. Mike Tomlin's still looking for that. It's extended. Ravens every week. Yeah, I know. Season. Hey, when we come green, back, <laughs> Dak Prescott, Micah Parsons, and the Cowboys are heavy favorites tonight against the intentionally depleted Tennessee Titans. Is a blowout win actually important for Dallas? We'll tell you. Man. 